This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Monday and Friday video cast live on Twitch. What's up, our Twitchers? Also rebroadcast on YouTube. What's up, our tubers? And you can listen to us on podcasts. On podcasts. Around the universe. On iTunes. Or on iTunes. You tuners. Thanks, our tuners. Or you can go to the blog and read the show notes, you readers. Bloggers. You bloggies. A blogger is the person that writes the blog. A bloggy is like is something a I just made up. Yeah. <laughs> but as any, as always, thank you for joining us. However you choose to consume the media, we appreciate it. It's good to know that we're not talking to empty space. But that would be cool too. No, it'd be very zen. That <laughs> wouldn't be cool. It'd be very zen. Yeah. Uh, as always, yes, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Episode 519 of Signals from the Frontline. We've been doing this for quite some time. And we have some really interesting content for you today. Ooh, that's a good word. I'm changing it up, baby. Strong word. 518 times of saying great. Or fun. Or fun. Or exciting. Gotta mix it up. I'm just gonna pull on my thesaurus next time and we're just gonna start reading random words. I think we should just start making up words and see if they catch on. Burgle fraggle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a strong word. Wait, no. It's a Travis Schumacher. That's still one of the funniest commercials I've ever seen in my life. It's a Travis Schumacher. The old Budweiser commercial. It's a travesty, a sham, and a mockery. It's a Travis Schumacher. That was so good. Oh. I'm gonna put that on a t-shirt. Man. It's a Travis Schumacher. The commercial is back in the forties. Yes. Ridiculous. Old timey black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you had to go to the uh, theater and see him act them out. Oh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. How about them Shoot apples? your pistol up in the air when you like something. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully something doesn't fall down and hit <laughs> someone on the head. I wonder if they actually did that. I'm sure they did. That would be terrible. You're like shooting holes in the ceiling so when it rains, just, like water just comes in. I spent a lot of time in Central America. <laughs> yeah. And people would shoot, shoot their guns in the air. Oh, good. And they would put out public warnings like, if you shoot your gun in the air, the bullet, the bullet, bullet come eventually down. comes back down. And hopefully doesn't hit anybody. Hit like a child or something. So they, it was like a big deal because like, you know, you have a couple beers, too many, and you go out, wow. So yeah, I mean, in, in other places in the world, they definitely still do it. I'm sure there's places in America where people still do it. So, so ridiculous. Hey. Oh, yeah. Take that. So at any rate, on to the news. If you have not, Please take the time to go and vote for Frontline Gaming in the FedEx Small Business Grant Competition. This grant uh, competition grand prize is $25,000 and an additional $7,500 in shipping credit, which to us is the same as cash because we ship so much. So essentially, you're talking about almost $35,000 you can potentially get. That's incredibly beneficial to a company like us, a small company. Um, You can go click on the link either on the top blog post on the blog. It's a sticky blog post. It stays there, or you can click through the show notes over at frontlinegaming.org and click on the FedEx link. It only takes a couple seconds. You can vote once per day. Please do. Uh, To everybody who has voted, thank you so much for your support. It means a ton to us. Uh, We would use this money to grow the business. Um, In all likelihood, we would use it to hire another employee because we do definitely need that. Uh, We could also uh, use it to get more manufacturing equipment, all kinds of awesome stuff. 
uh, it would be a really huge benefit to us. So please take the time to vote. Uh, if you have, again, thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. It literally takes 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, we've gotten 2,000 votes. So thank you very much for the support. Even if we don't win or even don't place into the top 100, we really appreciate your guys' support. It means a lot to us to see that that many people actually care. So Yeah, we really, <laughs> that's cool. we really appreciate it. And it's funny because a lot of the other companies in the competition have been, like, they've been in there since like February. Yeah. And they're, they, some of them have a significant lead, but it just in like two days, we've jumped up to 2,000 votes. So we are pretty, pretty stoked about that. Yep. And, um, you know, whatever happens, happens, but we're going to give it our best effort. Also, in other news, Forge World releases some awesome new models. They have the Legion Moritons, which are dual pistol wielding badasses. They're supposed to be like lone, like gunfighters that they go off on their own and they basically just murder people. They're ridiculous, man. They look pretty amazing. Dual wielding pistols with huge, like, belt fed, belt -fed ammo clips. Ammo clips. Like, yeah. Yes. And they're ah. in the little fluff blurb I read, they have like insanely fast reflexes. Oh. And so what they do is they send these, these guys go off on their own and they'll send them into like, you know, an HQ or onto a capital ship or something. Yeah. And then it's going guns blazing, just blasting people. <laughs> so. So why wouldn't you just make a whole army of these and just dominate everybody? I, why doesn't every, Are they faster than a space marine? Why doesn't every space marine have a melty gun? Why do you even have ground troops when you could just blast people from space? None of this That's makes sense. Good question. Sense. It's actually. A good I got point. a bow. And There's arrow. no honor in that. I got a bow There's and no arrow. He's that. flying. I'd None rather fight some sense. guy with a sword face to face so that you can best them in battle. You with know? a chainsaw sword. Yes. Which also makes no sense. It does because it saws through things. And you have to saw through that armor. You can't just cut it. It literally makes no sense. It does. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. There's science behind it. Because, yeah, you use chainsaws to cut through metal in real life. You could. Oh. They do have metal saws, actually. Yeah, not chainsaws. Not chainsaws. Yeah. But they do have metal None saws. None of this makes sense. But it doesn't matter. It's cool. So they have the Legion Moritons, which look really badass. And they also came out with what I think are some of the coolest Terminators I've ever seen. The Iron Warriors Legion Tyrant Siege Terminators. Each one has a Power Fist, Stormbolter, and Cyclone Missile Launcher, and they look heavily armored. See, these were the guys that you were talking about. See, every, like, Except okay. for he should have an assault cannon. Yes. <laughs> if 40k was at all realistic, at all, right? If you have entire planets that all they do is make munitions and weapons, every single Space Marine would be wearing Terminator armor with a Cyclone Missile Launcher, a Storm Shield, and a Thunder Hammer, and a Cyclone Missile Launcher. Every single one. Yes. Because if you could make one a month per factory, one planet could like supply well, I think just every Space Marine chapter. Everybody would be inside of an Imperial Knight. Yeah. You did, like if you had a planet that all it did was make stuff, a whole planet, you'd have like millions of Imperial Knights. But again, you wouldn't need them because you'd shoot the thing things from space. See, they used to know how to make all these things, but they forgot. No, they still know how to make them, but for some reason they just can't make more factories. They uh -huh. have the, they have the, the, the templates. I thought they forgot like how like to make certain things, which is why the tech priests like pray to the machine gods. Well, they don't stuff. like. They think that their faith in the machines is part of the reason that makes it work. That's why you have to like you have to like dance a jig and like pray to your toaster to toast the uh, toast. They think that that's part of what makes it work. Some guys like about to press the button. They're like, "Whoa, you haven't prayed yet. Hold oh on." Oh, none of this makes sense. None of it makes sense. But at if all. it made sense, it'd be boring. Right. That's like, yeah, he shoots his cool. machine gun and runs out of ammo, and then hides. 
You'd be like, oh, this is really none of this fun. makes it. This is not hard sci-fi. It's it's sci- it's space fantasy. Like yes, and that's fine. That's what makes it fun. Like who cares? If There's it aliens. Re- aliens aren't even real. Okay. Uh. Nope. I was about to make a really bad political joke. We're not going to do that. Wow. We're not going to do that. Wow. Instead, I would just say the aliens. I think are real. I disagree. A hundred percent. I've never seen one. Prove nor, it. Nor do I. Claim <laughs> it. But just looking at it, statistically speaking. Nope. Statistically, you could cut something that's metal with a chainsaw. Oh, what? Sure. I'm sure it's possible, but it's not the most efficient way to do it. So, it's not efficient that there's aliens either. So strong. He's got power armor. All you would need is a sharp, something that's sharp, and you swing it really like hard. Like a stick. Oh, why a stick f- wouldn't work. You wouldn't use a sword anyway. You would shoot them from a really yes, long Yes, you would. Way. In the Civil War, they still had swords. Yeah, and that yeah. didn't work so well. They still have knives nowadays. Muskets were so inaccurate. They had to like walk really close to each other, hold still, and then shoot each other. And then you would aim at that guy and hit a guy that's like 10 <laughs> feet over that way. Like, <laughs> shit. You would shoot it as like a, a golf ball. Yeah. Like, shake. <laughs> How... Horrifying with that. Do you think guys like got pretty good and they like knew which way it would go, so they'd like spin their gun or something, so Uh, go the other way? Like that horrible movie, (laughs) Wanted, where they can bend bullets. Do you you know how terrifying it would have been to be a soldier back like in the Revolutionary War? Petrifying. You have to walk up, you stand there, the other guys are starting to aim. You're like, I would be like, okay, it's just like the 41st millennium with these guys. Like they're fighting against like aliens and shit. That'd be terrifying. But like, I always thought about this. I was like, if I was in the Revolutionary War. And that's one of the reasons why the British hated the Americans because we had like guerrilla tactics, like run around. Well, and not all shoot. the time. We had like certain like battalions. That's what they did. They're like, we had the colonial, yeah, we had the, <laughs> the colonial army, but it wasn't. Yeah. They ran away a lot. Yeah. But I would be like, all right, guys, we're gonna introduce a new tactic. It's called duck. <laughs> so when the other guys, we all aim up, we all the hit the ground. Aim. I'm gonna say duck, and then everyone goes prone. I'm a genius. And then, and then a cannonball comes, and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I would also introduce a tactic called don't stand in front of them <laughs> to get shot. Or charge them when they have their guns, like, yeah. run at them. Uh, I would just be like, all right, everybody, go but hide. Then you're an uncouth barbarian. Yes. All right? I'd be like, everyone hide, shoot them when they see you, run, <laughs> hide. Shoot them, run. Hey, they did that. They <laughs> I mean, did that later. Part on of the reason why we won. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, probably inaccurate history aside. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Hordes releases Una the Sky Hunter 2. Uh, supposedly a very effective model from the Circle Oberos Hordes faction. Um, I've been reading that she's already performing very well in tournaments. Also, really, really cool model. Uh, Una the Sky Hunter, check that out. If you're a Hordes fan, I dig it. Really would like to play a circle, but Frankie stole it. Do you dig it? Scroll down, buddy, so I can read some Did you more. not want to touch on this one? Uh, oh, I'm sorry, yes. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, at the end of the podcast, we'll have an interview with Grant Theft Auto, the infamous. Uh, he's running a league up in Northern California. It sounds like they've got the Bay Area and Sacramento going. But uh, there's uh, uh, all kinds of information there. You can click through the links on the show notes if you want to learn more about it and join in. They're looking to grow. Sounds like a lot of fun. Also very exciting, Frontline Gaming has now released FLG mats. Uh, every design that we have, we now have FLG mats in 4x4 and 3x3 foot sizes. Every design is available in both sizes. We have extended the pre-order period to April 21st. If you would like to pre-order any of these mats, please jump into our web cart and do so. 
Uh, you can get uh, free shipping, or you do get free shipping and $5 off each mat during this period of time. And we will begin shipping mats once production is up and running, which should be in the next week or two. Uh, we anticipate all mats will be shipped by the end of April. So this is a great time to get one and save some money. It, it works out to be about 20% off uh, when you factor in the free shipping and the $5 off. It's more than that for some of the smaller mats, but uh, there are so many mats in there. We have over 70 individual designs now when you include the 4x4, 3x3, 6x4 sizes. Pretty cool. Yep, and uh, we also have Grid and Hex. We haven't posted it yet, but if you guys would like to get that, go ahead and send us an email and we can get that added to your order. Yes, and eventually so. those will all be in the web cart. It just yeah. takes time uh, because there's so many different designs to do that. But that was one of the most common requests we had was I like this mat, but I play Battletech or I play yeah. uh, RPG or whatever the case may be. Can you please put a grid or a hex pattern on the mat? So now we can. So any mat you like that you would want to have, you know, some sort of other uh, geometric pattern put on it, we can do that, no problem. Mm -hmm. So just let us know and we're happy to do that for you. Also, we just got back from Adepticon a couple days ago. We had a great time. Uh, we want to throw a big shout out to Nick Nonavati. He won the Adepticon 40K Championships again. Jesus, four times. Again, and, he, and he's won Nova. So yep. at this point in time, you really there is no debate. Uh, Nick is sitting on the throne right now. He is absolutely incredible player. Yeah. Well done. He was playing Demons. Um, even Nick admit or not, I wouldn't say admitted, but uh, even Nick stated that they're a little silly right now in one of his games. In one turn, he summoned three thousand points. Of demons no, on it wasn't one. It was one game. He summoned that many pink horns. I, I believe I he like, said in one turn because he was counting the pinks, blues, and brims. Oh, uh, maybe. Which but is he like literally covered sorry. a table with pink yeah. horns. Like he, he made it so that Magnus <laughs> yeah. could not fly anywhere. Um, and then Nick, in, in true form with Nick Luck, Magnus uh, he rolled eleven on the warpstone table and, and Magnus exploded. That, like like one does. Yeah. Like one does. And that was in the a the semifinals or the quarterfinals. So. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? Not taking anything away from him in a game of dice, being a lucky person is a is a, a valuable skill to have. Congratulations to Nick, um, Frankie. I talked extensively on the Ninth Realm about my experience, so I won't go into it anymore. Other than to say I had a great time. Yeah. And apparently, I might have been using an illegal battalion in my army. What a cheater! Oh man, I feel terrible if that's the case. But, All your uh, wins are taken away. I mean, I didn't win anything, so it doesn't No, no, no. Matter, all your wins against me are taken away. Oh, good. So you've never beaten me. What? That's the weird. battalion is in the General's Handbook. It has points. Like, why would it not be legal? I, apparently, I missed it. But um, if I did, I did, and I feel bad. I would apologize to all my opponents if that was the case. And I, I'll, I'll do some more research. But why don't you talk about uh, your experience? Because you got to play with a Black Library author yeah. in the Age of Sigmar team tournament, and you guys won Best Chaos, which is pretty cool. Yeah, we did really well. We got uh, max battle points, which is uh, pretty good, I hear. Uh, but no, it was a lot of fun. The team tournament is a blast. I always love team tournaments. Uh, they're a great time. You get to play with one of your friends and play against really cool people. Um, we played against the guy that made a uh, War Scroll Builder. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That guy was awesome. He's up from the Bay Area. He's yeah. Really neat. Um, but no, it was a really good time. The event was uh, well run. I mean, it was crazy. We had so much time for rounds that you'd finish around and be like, all right, well, I guess we'll go grab a coffee and hang out and chill. That's what I'm really loving about Age of Sigmar is how fast it plays. It's it's great. having yeah. It's just more relaxed. You don't have to be sweating about the time running out and all this stuff. But it was fun. Uh, the missions were a little different. Um, I think with Age of Sigmar, you can't really just use the book missions, in my opinion. 
Um, I think you need some like secondaries and stuff like that, which they did have, but they're a little different. Um, like one mission, you deployed your army anywhere on the board, but nine inches away from an enemy model. So like on turn one, you were like nine inches away from everybody. So you could like guarantee charges. And we had a very heavy hitting close combat army with Archeon. And uh, it was pretty brutal. I mean, we killed like a 30-man bloodletter unit on turn one. The guys were like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sorry, dude. Um, but uh, I think you do need different missions. I just think these ones were a little wonky, in my opinion. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. I would definitely play in that tournament every year, as long as they have it. And uh, yeah, it was a blast. So. It's, it's interesting that you touched on that, because we did not talk about this pre-show. Because yeah. uh, Scott and I went into, like, we had like an extensive back and forth about missions because Scott likes the unique, I, I would call them goofy missions, not as a put down. We would sometimes we call them wild and wacky. Mm -hmm. And again, that's not a put down. It's just the way it like we, Frankie and I have kind of the same mind. We like, I, I would call them more boring missions or more, um, I don't know. Maybe boring is not the right word. More bland. I would say like we both prefer the mission to I'd be say very point blank. Like, this is what you need to do to this. Yeah. This is this. Simple. This is this. I guess simple like, is the right way to put it. Like now, because like in, in round three, there was a mission where I think over the term of the game, we ended up doing like 30 mortal wounds to our opponents with objectives, which uh, yeah. is kind of weird. Like, like that's what we mean when we say like wonky. Like you have these random things that are doing damage where it shouldn't be. And you're right. like, eh, this is kind of like not really fair. Like, yeah. I, you said it, and this yeah. is a debate that's as old as gaming, but the mission should not be the third player in the game is what I'm driving at. Yeah. I want the mission, maybe not even simple or, or boring. That's uh, the wrong descriptive terms because the excitement comes in pitting your skill and luck against your opponent. Yeah, because I mean like Nova has very complex missions, but they're amazing missions. Yes, like, that's a good point. Very complex, and but they're like structured. You have to actually choose your mission. It's really, it's there's like a whole game in itself of actually picking the mission. But you don't have things where it's like dealing damage to your opponent yeah. or something like that because you ran onto an objective on turn one or something like that. And they're not bad missions by any means. It's just a different way of playing. So Yeah, and some people really <laughs> like it, which is yeah. totally cool. And again, in the ITC, you can participate and do the, the goofiest missions you can come up with. And you yeah. know what? There's, there's an audience for it. There's, a, there's people out there that will have a great time. Yeah. Just, I think the, the more, I don't know, I guess you would call it competitively minded or serious tournament gamers tend to deviate away from that. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's not a put down in any way, but I felt the same way. I was like the, the event, I thought they did a great job and they should be proud of what they did. Cause it was the biggest age of Sigmar tournament in uh, North America, the second biggest in the world so far. Yeah. So hey, there is no, th that, that speaks for itself. Yep. Good job. And they should absolutely be proud of themselves. But I, I too, I don't like it when the mission is like one of the missions we play is like randomly, you run slower or you charge slower or randomly you shoot worse or randomly your guys explode. I really, really dislike that because it's hard enough and it's challenging enough and it's exciting enough for me to try and beat my opponent. Yeah. Like if I'm winning and then the, the mission blows up a unit that's on an objective and then I lose, I'm like, that's extremely unenjoyable for me. I, I don't feel that that enhanced the game. I feel that made it, it took away from my enjoyment of the game. But enhanced it for your opponent because you just but, kicked your butt. But the thing objective. is, if that happened to my opponent <laughs> and that lost him the game, I'd just be like, "I'm sorry, man." Like that—that that would not give me any satisfaction in the victory. Yeah. And that's just a difference of philosophy. It's not—it's not fact. It's just a, an opinion. Uh, there's room for all kinds of events. Oh yeah, but 
freaking the the tournament was amazing like we said there were so many people playing and then they had a bunch of tournaments they had like vanguard like one day like thousand point tournament i think they had like two of those in one day yeah they had a 2v2 they had uh the singles event on saturday and sunday they had so many people playing age of sigmar and when you were walking around the armies were freaking amazing people were laughing yelling it was, it was a lot of fun i was having a blast um the 40k champs they had a lot they it was crazy. They had the ten percent no shows, and then they got an extra twenty five people. So yeah. they like went above what they were expecting, and you're like, "Wow, that that's crazy. barely ever happens." No, I, I mean it's very rare. That happened to us at uh, BAO one year. BAO we were, four. And we were like, "Oh shoot!" <laughs> yeah, BAO five. So, we actually had more people show up than we had registered. Yeah, that's only happened once. So it's really uncommon. But sometimes the moon and stars align. Yep. But uh, congratulations <laughs> to all the winners. Uh, Definitely had a really really good time. Uh, it was awesome. I got to play with. Uh, one of the uh, GW game designers in the yep. team tournament for a round. We had a ton of fun. Just really, really cool event. Oh, yeah. uh, but if you want to hear more about that, uh, tune in to the last episode of the Ninth Realm. And we go into a lot of depth. There's a ton of ITC events coming up this weekend, including one GT in Orlando, Florida, the Crucible. Oh, yeah, no, we are not making that. Somebody's like, oh, you guys going to the Crucible? No, that's in Florida. on the other side of the country from us. We are on... We would actually be on our way there now if we were. If we were going to make it. <laughs> not to say that it's not a good event. I'm sure it is. It's I've just, heard good yeah. things about the Crucible. So. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, but we have events in Poland, Denmark. Uh, we've got some California, Washington, Quebec, uh, Louisiana, New South Wales, all over the place. Tacoma, Washington. Really cool. The Australians, God, I have like they 10 emails it. about people joining the ITC. I'm like, God dang it. They are loving it, yeah. which is they're awesome. Just, they're having like a tournament like every weekend now. It's yeah. great. So <laughs> let's go over the ITC championships rankings right now for 40K. Currently, we have Ian Andrew in first place. Second place, St Stephen Hetmeyer. Ben Rorison in third, fourth, Baxter Seguin. Nate Bates in fifth. Wesley Anderson in sixth. Seventh is Mike Keyes. Uh, eighth is Derek Page. Nine is Vincent Arroyo. Tenth, Anthony O'Dell. Congratulations to our top ten. Again, guys, <clears throat> click through those rankings. You can see what events they went to, what armies they played, and you can also see the regional uh, ranking breakdown, which dun, is a lot dun, of fun. Dun. So you can be the best for your faction in your region or in multiple regions if you travel. Yep. Uh, top clubs, we have Sex Panthers in first place. Well done. Mugu Legion is in second, and Can Hammer has dropped down to third. Oh, no. Stop being lazy, you Get back Canadians. up there. Get in there. Oh, and the Aussie Battlers are in yeah. fourth. We have an Australian team in fourth We place. played Can Hammer in the team tournament on the last round. Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. Those are yeah. they're good guys. Yeah, they're cool. Uh, you guys pulled that dirty, dirty trick on the Celestine Prime. <laughs> hey, we let them charge, though. After they failed to charge. They failed to charge, and we were like, go ahead and make the charge. But we do have a trick for the Prime. And he's like... All right, so they do it. <laughs> like, boop. <laughs> He's dead. You use Destiny, Dice of Archeon just to remove a model from play. Not it's very nice. dirty. Yeah. Uh, top Sisters of Battle, we have Adrian Girard, Space Marines. We have Nate Bates, currently in first place. Asher Militarum is Devin Swan, Blood Angels. We have William Ivy. Chaos Demons, we have Baxter Seguin, currently in first. Chaos Renegades, we have Aaron Hayden. Chaos Space Marines, we have Vincent Arroyo. Colt Mechanicus, we have Dennis Platis. Dark Angels, we have Ben Rorison. Dark Eldar, Marlon Torres. Death Watch, we have Jeffrey Merrick. Eldar, we have Anthony O'Dell. Corsairs, Carter Leach. Green Knights, we have Shaylin Allen, who uh, won their first uh, tournament. That's Saw awesome. On Facebook. Congratulations, Yeah. Uh, G. Sealer Cole, we have Jonathan Camacho. Harlequins, Garrett Lilly. Imperial Knights, we have Mike Keyes. Inquisition, we have Philip Beltramo. 
Night Renegades, we have Samuel Bowman. Corn Demikin, Denny Page. He's right, Denny. Yeah, Militarum Tempestus, we have Robert Bouchon. Necrons, Todd Hodges. Assassins, we have Josh Rosenstein. Orcs, we have Ronnie Menesian. Hope I said that right. Brandon Impey, currently leading Skitari. Space Wolves, we have Wesley Polly. Tau, Wesley Anderson. Tyranids, Joshua Griffey. Congratulations to everybody who is currently on the top of the leaderboard. I can't wait to see who wins Orcs this year. Orcs is always like the funnest faction to watch because it's like four or five guys and they just trade places all year round. That are dedicated. Like, oh, Dark Eldar was that way too. Yeah, Dark like, Eldar too. A lot yeah. of the, the less popular factions have the most exciting battles. Although yeah. Necrons always has a, a pretty yeah, stiff competition. so many Necron players. Yeah. Uh, rumors. <laughs> we got a couple of fun rumors floating around. Uh, Shadow War Armageddon, not really a rumor, but we'll treat it as such until it's out. Um, GW's been releasing all kinds of um, teasers of rules for the different gangs. So Shadow War Armageddon, it's the Necromunda rule set, but with 40k factions in it. So instead of a gang, you have a unit of 40k uh, models that each one you can level up, customize. They get hurt, they die, you have to you know, add units to it. And it's a campaign where uh, they improve as you go if they survive. Uh, I think there's going to be like 12 or 14 factions in it. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a blast. I don't know. Everybody was talking about it, and the terrain that they're coming out with it—it's freaking amazing. Yeah, you can build basically. Looks so um, cool. You build like a, a hive. Yeah. It's modular, stackable terrain that builds big, giant buildings. So cool. And you play on it. Uh, it looks great. And currently, they have rules for uh, space marines and their scouts, uh, orcs, tau, dark eldar, skitari, and there's uh, more on the way. Yeah, I think they're going to be releasing a lot of the rules in White Dwarf or something like yeah. that, or for the new uh, factions. The so. latest White Dwarf has rules for yeah. Skitari in it. So you take one unit, but each guy can be different. Yeah. And uh, that's basically it. So it looks it looks like a lot of fun. Necromunda, there's a lot of people who have really good memories of that game. Yeah. So I'm sure it's going to be quite a bit of fun. I definitely want to take, uh, take a look at that. And of course, you can pick that up from Frontline Gaming at a discount when it is available. And I'm sure we'll sell a lot of these. Boom. Also, uh, rumors floating around of the new Age of Sigmar supplement that's supposed to be coming out called Blades of Corn. Uh, it look, looks to be pretty dang cool. It's going to be building on uh, kind of what we saw with Disciples of Zinch. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be like a combination of Corn Bloodbound, Corn Mortal units, Corn Demon units. And some of the rumors that we're hearing are that there's Allegiance abilities, uh, unique artifacts of power, demonic gifts, and blood blessings of corn. Don't know what that is, but we would imagine it's probably going to be something like Fate Dice. That would be my guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably going to be very similar to the way that they did it for Zinch. So you'll get special abilities for taking all corn units, and then you'll gain special artifacts, like they're saying, which would be great. And then Different supposedly the blood abilities. points, so it'll be like after you kill guys, you get special abilities and stuff like that. So We'll see. It's going to be cool because Disciples of Zinch is like... It's, it's flavorful, it's good, it's really powerful. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. it's, it's extremely powerful. So it gives you a lot of options. Yeah. And um, with uh, all the different artifact charts, like with the Stormcast Eternal book, yeah. you got like 20 different artifacts. There's an article yeah. on Frontline Gaming if you want to go read it. Just a ton of stuff that you can do with it. Um, make sure to check that out if you're interested in Age of Sigmar. It'd be a great way to jump into the game. And then uh, last rumor, there's a lot of speculation right now about what the next Primarch may be, if there's going to be another Primarch. And a lot of people are guessing Mortarian based yeah. off the teaser images that GW released at Adepticon 
another great reason to go to these big cons is that uh, companies do a lot of big releases. But they're basing that off seeing like a scythe. No, I'm just like, I, who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> like, There's other people that are It could are be guessing, like a sergeant or like a some other guy. Martyr. Of course, we don't know. I want Fulgrim. Do Fulgrim. Some people are yes. guessing that Fulgrim is going to be the next one. Do it. I don't know. I guess it's, like, it, it's, it's logical to assume since we had Magnus and then Robute, it would go back to Chaos. Yeah. Um, I, we'll see. I mean, I, I can see the, the guesses from Ontarian, I guess, have some credibility because if GW is teasing a bunch of um, plastic Nurgle stuff, yeah. I could see that. But then I think it would be really cool if we got Fulgrim. It would be really cool if we got another loyalist. Yeah. Who's the guy that you don't like? Oh, um, Lorgar. Did he turn into a demon Primarch? Yeah. No, what? He, he got, he's the star scream of the Primarchs. You little bitch. Oh, he turned into a demon primarch. I wonder what he's gonna look like. As he a doesn't. Primarch. He actually in the fluff and in the chat. Correct me if I'm wrong. He doesn't do a lot right now. He kind of like lives on his demon world, and he's they basically just worship chaos, and he kind of hangs out there. His legion was one of the only legions that didn't like fracture and scatter. Oh, really? like, they, they just stayed, all stayed together. They stayed pretty coherent. Uh, the word bears. They probably have like book reading groups and stuff like that. They <laughs> just hang out. They have like uh, the, opposite, the, book the opposite of, of Sunday school. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday school. Saturday infernal lessons. <laughs> Teach kids to just do horrible things. <laughs> um, the one I'm most excited for, besides Night Hunter, who's dead, so I'm not holding my breath for that one. <laughs> uh, I want to see uh, Corvus Corax. Uh, that would be Corax, yeah. yeah be or awesome. Angron. Nah, Angron's probably just going to look like Scarbrand. You're like, oh, that was yeah. boring. Um, so let's jump into the chat. I know a lot of you guys had questions about the 40k rumored rules or the, the preview that GW did about what may be coming for 40k. So if you have any questions, we can uh, answer those. Not that we know anything more than you guys do, but we might be able to clarify some stuff. Trimwolf says, Crucible GT is running the Renegade open format. Super excited. Hey, nice. cool. Well, now on the ITC app, you can run those missions. Woo! So that, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting some data back because a lot of events have still been running just ITC missions. Uh, Lock Infinity. Does the up to 25% discount work for all Age of Sigmar products this weekend? I want to order some Slender Seeker. So it's 20% off, and then it's an extra 5% if it's a new release or pre-order. But if you order anything that's new release or pre-order, your whole order gets the extra discount. Yeah. So as long as you order something new, you get the extra discount. And then if it's uh, direct-only products, which some are, then the, the discount's either 10 or 15%. Uh, 1473 says that uh, he's been in meditation since the heresy. Just Lord meditating? Yeah. That's a long meditation there. Well, in the warp, time moves differently. He is centered. Time moves differently in the warp, too. Oh, so, okay. Because yeah. like, like when you read the Night Lords novels, Talos and his, his group of Night Lords, for them, it's, it's been like 100 years. Oh, okay. So it's been a lot less. It's still been a long time, but it's not been 10,000 years. Yeah. How long does a space ring live? They're, they are immortal. Oh, okay. Unless they're killed. They, they almost always die from violent means, but they won't die of old age. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're immune to disease and most poisons. Gotcha. And uh, their their cells don't degenerate. So they'll just keep trucking. Jack Trauma says his money's on the lion being the next loyalist. That'd be cool. That would be I'm cool. I'm interested to see what he looks like. See, I was thinking Lehman Russ would be the next one because they hint at it in um, the... Uh, uh, the, the last story arc with the uh, Thousand Suns and yeah, the Space Wolves. That he was coming I, back. Yeah, I thought Lehman Russ was going to come before Gianin, but they, they threw a curveball at us. I could see either Lehman Russ or Lionel Johnson being the next Lilith's Primarch because they're both in the isn't current it, story. But isn't Abaddon chasing a Primarch right now? 
They they hint heavily at the ga- in the Gathering Storm. Oh yeah, because it was something that he hasn't seen in, in ten thousand years, yeah, which would be one of his brothers. The Emperor. <laughs> the Emperor comes back. He's like, yeah, he just. Abaddon's like, him. gotcha. He's like, no, you're dead. He's all. Abaddon's all. Oh. He's like a cultist champion. He pulls a Bellator. He's like, stand back. I got this, boys. They're like, no, you don't. No, He's you like, don't. challenge. Now you all respect me. He's like, Emperor's like, challenge accepted. He just breaks off all of his armor. Abaddon's <laughs> naked. He's like, oh no. <laughs> that would answer the question about space marines and their anatomy. There you go. Finally, uh, CW Dub. In your opinion, what is what's the one rule change GW could do that would speed up the game? Yeah, like it's not just one thing. CW Dub, like, like because you keep hearing us say Age of Sigmar is so much faster, which is one of the things that makes it fun. It's because they got rid of a lot of unnecessary complexity. Like, so something I've been saying since fourth edition is why do vehicles have different rules? It's not necessary in the slightest. And it's a hangover from second edition when vehicles could only turn 45 degrees forever for so many inches. They move forward and all this crazy crap. Sounds like, so complex. The angle of their armor and all this crap. Like it was, it was fun at the time, but you could cut so much of these rules out of the game that don't do anything except make it more complex. Like Ada Singmark dropped so much stuff, you don't miss it. Like really? one that everyone talks about is no blast markers, no templates. You don't need them. It speeds the game up so much not to be like, oh, where did this scatter? Well, really, really and truly, the defense needs to come down. That is yeah. the thing that is slowing the game down so much is the amount of defense that all these units have. Is like you're rolling all these dice and nothing's happening. So nothing's changing. So you're going to be rolling the same amount of dice next turn. And it's the same not amount fun. of dice this turn. So like if the uh, defense goes down, the game will speed up a lot. That's so. a good, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. And then again, one of the things they do in Age of Sigmar to get around this is everything has more wounds. Yep. So like it still takes a long time to kill a tough dude. He's everything's killable, which is another great thing about it. Yeah. But instead of having like uh, three wounds on a character, your characters have like five. Yeah. Or like somebody that would have two would have five. So it's like they'd last longer, but they will die. Yep. And to me, that is just so much more fun. Uh, let's see, Omega. They're going to be forty k. Okay. Wow. Uh, One four seven three that says he thinks Mortarian would be awesome. Uh, yeah, I. Any of the Primarchs would be cool. We don't know what's coming, but we can't wait to see. Lock Infinity likes Lorgar. He says he pimp slapped the strongest bloodthirsters. So yeah, yeah he's, he's still in the star screen. But Scarbrand punched Corn in the, in the face. face. He's like, fuck you, pow. Corn's like, nah, nah. Nah, nah, nah. He's like, bro, that was awesome, but... Uh, Omega, I want Lorgar or to have a, sorp- a serpent-like Fulgrim tail just to piss Reese off. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I second that. He already hates the little guy so much. Uh, Dorn Jr. says he thinks a 2++ plus plus reroll needs to be capped at 4+. Plus. Yeah, stuff like that. It's just not fun. When you have a unit that's invisible, that has a 2-up rerollable and vulnerable save and like a 4 or better plus feel no pain, it's just not fun. No. It's just not fun. You it's, literally can't do it. You can't do anything. Yeah. It's just like, can the best players get around it? Yes. But is it a fun game? No, it's not. And that's one of the beautiful things about Age of Sigmar, in my opinion, is that yeah. something like... like Archeon has 20 wounds. It's 20 wounds. And he can die. He can die. <laughs> and he gets worse as he takes wounds, which is like a unit as they lose models gets worse. So it's like, it's pretty, it's kind of fair. Yeah. But it's like Archeon is a beast and you have to really focus on killing him. But when you're, when you're attacking him, you're damaging him. Yep. You're doing stuff. It's not like he's just invincible forever. You're you like, don't, you don't throw all your attacks at him and do nothing, which is the worst feeling. <laughs> like you throw all your attacks at him and maybe do five or six wounds. And, 
you're like, well, I didn't kill him, but I did something. And maybe yeah. he lost, he has one less attack in combat now. So I feel like I did something. Yeah. That's the difference. And it's more fun. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate it. I uh, hope you guys all have a good weekend. Have fun at those tournaments. Get those ITC points. And uh, we'll give you an update on Monday on how we did. Cool. This is my cuddling nugget. What are you guys oh, talking about? All right. Bye, guys. <laughs> What's up, everybody? We have a special interview with the one, the only, Mr. Grant Vandenbosch, who is in charge of a league up in Northern California that he wants to talk to you guys about. It is ITC sanctioned and want to make sure that uh, we let as many people as know because they're looking to grow. It sounds like they've already had a one good season under their, under their belt. And so Grant decided to come down from the upper atmosphere where he normally resides. I think he's the tallest player of 40 K that I've ever met. Uh, Grant, how's the weather up there, buddy? It's good. It's good. You know, uh, giants are going extinct, but you know, good thing the San Francisco giants are up here with me. So, you know, what place? What place? Uh, you know, my, that's uh, my little humor right there. I'm sure that that joke, uh, never gets old. It works perfect. The ladies, it, it does, it's, actually, you know, it worked on my fiance and you know, yeah, he'll, uh, I recommend it for all those tall guys out there. Indeed, I think that that would be a good strategy. So, uh, Grant, tall jokes aside, why don't you tell us about this Bay Area League? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, hey, guys, my name is Grant Vandenbosch, as Reese said, um, or a.k.a. as Reese um, famously made me the Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> um, we're having our uh, Northern California Masters League uh, not to be, uh, you know, confused with the Southern California one um, that's down there, but we're we are the Northern California Masters League, and I wanted to. We this is our second time running the Masters League, um, and currently the current one is coming to close in the next week and a half, and um, a couple top players right now always in the ITC are battling out for the championship, including Jim Yee and Jeff Robinson for the championship. And we have on the other side, John Fearhelm and um, another player who's going to come out of the, their game coming this weekend. But I did want to give a little uh, insight to the league. Um, we're growing uh, this past league. We were at 16 players. Um, from all over the Bay Area. And when I say the Bay Area, I mean like the San Francisco Bay Area um, of Northern California. Right. That includes the North, South, East, West, um, the Peninsula. Nothing gang-related, I would say, like East, West, all that stuff. But um, it's kind of uh, we want to grow the league out. And it was our first time um, back in January we started it. And I had the idea. I had gotten it from my fellow teammates, Rage, T uh, Rage Quit Table Flip, um, Cooper, and Alan. And, um, you know, I wanted to um, start a league and get very competitive players together who can also help people who want to become better at playing in the competitive league, competitive scene too. Maybe some people that have been out there that were kind of a little hesitant about going in the competitive scene, 
we wanted to, I wanted to bring this league together so we can get everyone to help each other play nicely and have fun in the end. Um, so give a little bit of a, um, upcoming what looks like for the next league the this is an itc sanctioned event like reese just said um it's our second event uh, it's our second league it's starting on april 24th of this year so it's coming up in about about 20 plus days from here um and what we're going to do is um we're asking if you would like to um if you'd like if you're interested in the league after i'm done explaining in a second that you sign up on the Google Sheets page. So when I say the league, um, what I mean is every person who signs up for the league um, puts a cash payment down, um, which is refundable in the middle of the league um, if you decide you to drop. But it's very easy. The league is split over two months of um, division rounds and – you're split. You're put into a division of four to five people. This last round, we had 16 people, so four divisions of four, and each person plays another person from their division over two months. Now you get three games from that playing, and then the final person is randomly decided out of another division. So. And everyone comes from all over the Bay Area. Um, so the nice thing about it is everyone communicates really well on the Facebook chats, the Facebook Messenger, and also via email, which is really nice. Everyone's really helpful and wants to help each other out. There is a lot of competition in there, but everyone wants to help each other out. This league coming up, we're going to split it into two regions. Okay, we're gonna have the Bay Area region, which is the original, and we're gonna split it into the Sacramento region also. So a lot of people have um, expressed a lot of um, a lot of uh, inspiration up there in the in the Sacramento area for a league. And when I mentioned this at the the contest of champions last week, everyone's head came up. So. What we're going to do is I'm going to be working with Bryce Nelson up there, and we're going to be running a unified NorCal Masters League. And the two regions are going to be the Sacramento region and the Bay Area region. And, again, it's the same concept in both regions. You're split into divisions, and you play each person in your division over two months. You have two months to play your four games, which is awesome. Gives you plenty of time if you're a school person, if you work a lot. It's two months to finish all four games. But the cool thing about the league is, is kind of the setup and um, the fact that when you're at the game, it gets interesting. So it's an IT sanctioned event. So it's all the ITC rules are in effect. But what we like to do is have a little fun at the game. So what I ask you to do before the game is you and your opponent take a selfie before the game. All right. Take a selfie of you and your opponent and post that to the Facebook page. All right. <laughs> Everyone gets a little bit of a it's a it's a little bit of a social media um it's a millennial thing. Sorry, Reese, you don't really know about that. <laughs> I don't. But um, you know, it's a it's a cool aspect, okay? Um, and then after the game, yep, we ask you to take another selfie 
And sorry, one person's going to be a little bit unhappy, always. <laughs> but you know what? You always do it hugging, or you do it with the shake after the game. Lots of fun, and we submit the list onto the Facebook page with the, with the before and after selfies so people can learn what other people are playing. The cool thing about the league is you decide your faction at the beginning of the league, and you don't change your primary faction but you can use as many allies you want as long as it's within the ITC rules. And when I mean that, again, no CTA allies, of course, um, but um, any kind of allies runs clean, okay? So um, you play the four matches over the two months, and after that, you're split into brackets. There's two different brackets. The first bracket is called the Warlord bracket, and the second bracket is the Gladiator bracket. And the way we determine that is there's four people in each division. The top two people from the division go onto the Warlord bracket, and the bottom two people go onto the Gladiator bracket. So no matter where you place, you're always going to get at least five games in, or at least more than that. And then your points your ITC points throughout the entire league are added up and I total them and then I submit them to Reese at the end via his wonderful Excel sheet. Um, and, and it's, again, it's a lot of fun. It's You're allowed to change lists at any time during the league and it kind of allows you to choose armies or play armies or try units you haven't tried before because it's a certain army you're playing against. So one thing for certain, I played Striking Scorpions against Jeff, and Striking Scorpions are the killer of Gene Cole. Awesome. But you won't see them on the cable that much. So, But they are awesome to play. Um, yeah, these, these kinds of leagues are a lot of fun. I've, I've participated in many many of them. And uh, I think one of the cool things that Grant touched on is that you get to play a bunch of games with people that are close to you. And then you get to play some games with people that aren't so close, but you can play at your leisure. You schedule the game on your own time. Uh, you usually play in people's houses or at game stores you might not usually go to. Really, really fun. And it gives you something to get excited about on a week in and week out basis. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's awesome. And the selfie aspect makes it a lot of fun. Uh, Jim Yee, when we played, he standing on he stood on top of a bucket to get to my height. <laughs> um, and you know there was a lot of things. There's lots of people you know wanting the C, so they'll kiss the dice like Reese does, and then mm. throw it underneath the armpits and throw it underneath their their legs like Reese does his little style. But kind of fun stuff like that. It's an all a fun league, and we're all learning. We're all getting better for tournaments, and we're all getting better for the competitive scene. Again, it is, I strongly recommend if you are anywhere looking to get into the competitive scene in the Northern California area and just want to dip your foot in, this is a great opportunity to do it. And what we're going to do is another thing, it's kind of fun, well, draft night is going to be done at the AFK Gamer Lounge in downtown San Jose. We're all going to be drinking and we're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm going to put everyone's face on a dartboard, and I'm just going to throw darts. Nice. Just, we're actually going to we're going to actually draft the regular way and have fun that way. 
But um, the cool thing about this is you learn, you meet, meet a lot of new people. Um, I remember my best comment from the league this past league was John Fearham came up to me or he sent me a message and said, hey, Grant, you know, I've never, as long as I've been playing 40K, I've never played a um, Adeptus Mechanicus Army. I've never played it. And it's crazy because I've known John for a long time and he's gone to the LVO many times, but he has never played a Cult Mechanicus Army or Adeptus Mechanicus Army until he played Adrian. And, you know, it's, it's fun because those kind of things you wouldn't really be able to see or be able to really kind of get a understanding during a tournament, the other person is willing to teach you and help you through the game more. And so it, it's a really fun league. At the end, when you're in the bracket play, of course there is money involved because everyone's deposit that was in. But, you know, it's all for fun. Again, it is for fun, and we encourage people to have a lot of fun and meet between places, meet at game stores, midpoint. It's not, it's not that you just have to go to that person's house kind of thing. You know, you arrange the, arrange the games in your way that you want, and it's really easy to do. Yeah, these leagues are a great way to build community. Uh, anybody out there that is curious, uh, I recommend you reach out to Grant. I'm sure Grant would be more than happy to explain the way that they do it in terms of setting it up and uh, defining regions and all that stuff because it's a great way to build up your local community to get people to get to know each other. And then eventually, as Grant said, to go out into the larger uh, community, whether it be competitively or just for fun. Uh, really, really recommend it. Grant, Kudos to you for being an organizer in your community. It only takes one person, like we say all the time, it just takes one motivated person to get a gaming community up and running. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? Is there? Yeah, I, I just wanted to add, hey, you know, I couldn't have done this without, um, I couldn't have done this without, you know, the ITC being in place and the easiness that it allows behind the whole thing. And just letting players, you know, see the format, see the rules, I don't have to form any of that. It's really, really simple. It's the same format you're going into tournaments with everything. It's a very simple format, and, you know, a lot of people have enjoyed it. And the last thing I did want to touch on, I kind of didn't touch on earlier, was even though there's two regions, we do not – the two regions don't compete against each other yet. So Bay Area people are not going to travel up to Sacramento for games. That, that's that's like a three-hour drive. Oh, Don't great. worry, guys. you, you got to have a championship where the, the, the top dog from Sac and the top dog from the Bay meet, you know, in Martinez or something like that, somewhere in the middle, and then they play each other. Now that – that, that's a freebie for you, from me to you, buddy. Hey, you know what? I would totally do it. But you know you got to open the store back in Martinez. <laughs> yeah, that, that's no, that's not happening. We uh, <laughs> you said the three year well, lease uh, just uh, uh, three months ago. So <laughs> no, no. So we we um, we definitely that is planned for the third league and for this one that we're now including the Sacramento region. So we just want to get the Sacramento region started. So the way you can sign up again is I know I sent Reese the links to the show notes. But you can look at more of the format on there. Um, again, it's designed for 16 to 40 players per region. And currently in this Bay Area division, we have um, currently in the region, we have 20 people in the Bay Area region. 
with a lot of them being repeated people. And the Sacramento region, we're going to have many more um, joining up. We just got the sign-up page to the Sacramento people. Again, please, if you... If you have any questions at all, there was a, the documentation format that I sent Reese in the he'll put into the, the show notes. Will show my email at the bottom. You could definitely email me any questions or concerns or whatever you feel like, and I can definitely answer those. Right on, and uh, yeah, check the show notes over at frontlinegaming.org. Click on the blog post for this podcast, episode 519. And who knows, Grant? Maybe in time we'll have all of California uh, with regions, and then eventually we'll have a California champion. That'd be pretty cool. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. And then, you know, hats off to you guys and Coop Magoop down there for um, you guys for doing the ITC and Coop Magoop doing the um, doing the Southern California League and really kind of. S- formatting this this league idea to be a good good idea so i really appreciate everything you guys have done and making it so easy again hey thank you buddy we appreciate it and this is why we do it to enable people like you to take to take the itc format and then run with it like you're doing something completely different and using it as a starting point which is exactly what we designed it for so grant awesome dude i hope you guys have a great time say hi to all the the buddies for me and uh we will i'm sure be hearing from you soon if you want send us the results at the end of the league and we'll post it up on frontline gaming awesome definitely will we uh there's there's a few more games left they should be finishing up in the beginning of april and i'll definitely send you those results and i'll send you some comments from uh, from around the league yeah send us some of those selfies too (laughs) i will definitely (laughs) all right buddy well it was great talking to you man i hope everything's going good for you Thanks, Reese. You too. Have a good one.